Welcome to Extraterrestrial Reality. Uh, today I want to talk about uh, two events, two strange events that happened in uh, Todd Morden, England in 1980. Basically, they were tied together. Uh, the event started uh, with the uh, disappearance and then discovery of a body of a coal miner, and then it culminated uh, with an incredible sighting of a uh, some strange, obviously extraterrestrial object uh, by a police officer. And uh, we're going to go through this. And this, this is a story you probably heard, uh, you know, I'm sure you've seen, seen it in documentaries before. Uh, basically, it's a story of uh, basically Zygmunt Adamski, a 56-year-old a coal miner who disappeared in, 19, in June of 1980 in Todd Morton, England. And then also uh, later on that same year uh, by one of the investigating officers, Alan Godfrey, a police officer who uh, ended up, uh, seeing some strange diamond-shaped object on a road, and then he had some lost time, and uh, so we're going to talk about all of this today and go through some of the. Uh, we're going to talk. We're going to read some articles here about it and talk about it as we uh, go through it. Anyway, here's the first article, uh, which I will I, and I will leave links uh, for these articles so you can check them out for yourself. There are actually many articles on this topic. Uh, you can find them, but these are two of the. Uh, better ones I found. Uh, one of them is from uh, strangeoutdoors.com, and this was published in this on December 9th, 19, or excuse me, December 9th, 2020. And the headline is The Mysterious Disappearance and Death of Zygmunt Adamski Murder or Alien Abduction. Okay, and the article reads. Uh, Zygmunt Ziggy Adamski was a 56-year-old miner who went missing in mysterious circumstances from his home on Hornfield Crescent, Tingley, Yorkshire, in the United Kingdom in June 1980. His body was found a few days later some way from his home with a mysterious green substance on his neck that couldn't, could not be identified despite a thorough investigation by British forensics forensic and pathology experts. It was to be an unusually strange case with some theorizing alien abduction or kidnapping, and 40 years on, it remains unsolved. The coroner running the inquest into the death said that the case was the biggest mystery of his career. Zygmunt, or Ziggy, had gone out to walk to the local shops to do some shopping on Friday, June 6, 1980, at around 3.30 p.m., and was never seen alive again. Ziggy worked at the nearby Lofthouse Colliery and was originally born in Poland. Like many of his fellow countrymen, he had settled in England, having been forced to flee his native country after World War II. He set up home uh, in, West, in the West Yorkshire village of Tingley, became a coal miner, and in 1951, married Leocadia or Lottie. When she became so ill that she was confined to a wheelchair, Zygmunt needed to spend more time with her. His own health too was suffering and he had been off work for several months suffering from a lung deformity often made, which often made breathing difficult as a result of exposure to coal dust. Uh, he had decided to apply for earlier retirement, but this was initially rejected by the owners of the coal mine, but this decision was overturned on appeal. Unfortunately, the reversed decision arrived in the post the day after he disappeared. His wife Lottie's initial suspicion was that he had been kidnapped and Zygmunt's by Zygmunt's colleagues at the coal mine and, well, excuse me, his wife's Lottie's initial suspicion was that he had been kidnapped and Zygmunt's colleagues at the coal mine considered his disappearance a complete mystery. Now, 
<clears throat> so I mean, it looks suspicious. Okay, now this guy, you know, you have to look at the situation here. He he he's applying for for benefits. He wants to he wants to retire early because he's sick from breathing coal dust. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of people in Pennsylvania that you know <laughs> that have this. Uh, problem, you know, in years past and still in years and today too, uh, where you, you get black lung and it just basically you're done, you know, and just a matter of time. And I'm assuming that the, the, what this was apparently something that this guy was suffering with, but he tried to get benefits. The coal company fought back against him, but apparently he won the case. So I guess you could say that it's mysterious in a way. Uh, I mean, you could say that, well, did somebody at the coal mine do this? Maybe they didn't want him to get benefits, but I have trouble believing that because, you know, there's the. I mean, there's a lot of people that do this and they don't get kidnapped and, and killed. So I, I just, I, I, I would, and I'm sure that the police investigated all angles once his body turned up. But anyway, continuing with this article, it says, Five days after he disappeared on June 11th, 1980, coal yard worker Trevor Parker found his body on top of a 10-foot-high pile of coal at his father's coal yard in Todd Morton, around 20 miles away from Tingley. He was wearing a suit, but his shirt watch and wallet were missing on the back of his head neck and shoulders were mysterious burns his clothes were said to be improperly fastened ziggy's hair had been had also been cropped short in a roughly cut manner so i just want to stop there so basically it looked like somebody cut his hair maybe his kidnappers maybe cut his hair for some reason very weird but anyway continuing it says strangely strangely there was no coal dust on his body or clothes which would be expected especially as it had been raining and if he had scrambled onto the coal himself so i mean it's just stopping there again so basically you know he's on laying on top of a coal pile but yet there's really no coal dust on his on his clothes now i could tell you if you if you're playing around in coal for any short period of time you're going to get dirty real dirty i mean there's it, where i grew up here in pennsylvania there's a lot of coal banks and and and, and it, when we were kids if you jumped in that stuff you're going to be filthy black dirty i mean i mean so that is strange uh continuing here it says uh it was like he had been placed there by someone or something so basically it seemed like he was placed on top of the coal bank which is very strange james turnbull the coroner running the inquest into adamski's death told the bbc in 2003 that the case was the biggest mystery of his career he was baffled because although zygmunt had been missing for five days he only had one day's growth of beard he said the question of where he was before he died and what led to his death just could not be answered turnbull also said a strange ointment that appeared to have been used on Zygmunt's burns could not be identified by forensic scientists. Exhaust exhaustive checks failed to reveal any record of him having been treated at any hospital during his missing five days. The coroner recorded an, recorded an open verdict, ruling that Adamski had died of a heart attack. But many were thinking, what caused the heart attack in the first place, and how did he end up on a coal pile in Todd Morton, 20 miles from his home, after an apparent shopping spree well that is very strange so you got to stop and wonder like what i mean okay now say okay he's he's on foot he leaves his house on foot he's going to stop at some local shops but then he ends up 20 miles away in a different village todd morton on top of a coal bank and he's dead apparent from a from an apparent heart attack uh you know that's very strange i mean there's and there's an ointment it looks like he has burn marks on him and yet there's somebody put an ointment on to treat the burns i mean I mean, it's, I mean, this is really weird. Now, this is why some people uh, uh, actually 
put out there the the idea that maybe he was abducted by aliens because there's you know how did he end up on the coal bank he's not dirty he was missing some clothes it looked like somebody dressed him again and you know did he did he have like i guess some of the the ideas of some people at the time was maybe he saw uh came in contact with uh you know aliens and he was scared to death maybe that's i mean that's one of the ideas that ran through people's heads including uh, a police a local police officer named alan godfrey anyway continuing with this article it says it says some speculated that ziggy had been abducted by someone and killed for reasons unknown others believed he had been taken by aliens and his body dumped on the top of the coal pile after extraterrestrials had experimented on his body others put forward theories that he had been killed by the soviet union's kgb or had been left dazed and confused after being struck by ball lightning or some other un unidentified phenomenon well you know what i have to say to the ball lightning one woo I know. I mean, how how could I mean? What, I mean, it's always so. I mean, now come on, ball lightning. You're, the guy's gonna end up on top of a coal pile after getting struck by ball lightning. I mean, that doesn't make any sense. And and this KGB sounds really far fetched too. I mean, what would the K? Why would the KGB be so interested in some guy? You know, some old fifty six year old miner living in London in, in England in nineteen eighty to 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 come in and kill him. That's ridiculous. They're absurd. They're absurd theories. Now, now the, the idea that somebody might have kidnapped him yeah i think that's possible i mean for whatever reason who knows and maybe for whatever reason they were <laughs> maybe they were torturing him for a few days i don't know uh but we'll, we'll continue with the story here it says the alien abduction theories were given a boost by alan godfrey the policeman who had been called to the todd morton coal yard when the body had been found in November 1985, months after the Adamski incident, Constable Godfrey had his own encounter with a UFO less than a mile away from the coal yard. Uh, we'll get into that later here. I'm going to skip forward here a little bit. Godfrey doesn't believe Adamski was murdered, although he said a more senior police colleague in 1980 believed he had been killed and believes that he didn't die where he was found but had been placed there by someone or something adding he was on top of the coal pile on his back with not a bit of coal on him his eyes were wide open and he had burn marks why would he climb up a stack of coal there was some ointment on the back of his neck samples were sent to a home office laboratory which couldn't identify it and that's really strange too now so the guy's missing for five days. Uh, we know one of the other strange things about this was that uh, uh, he, it, it looked like he like he was fresh, like he, he was gone for five days, but he only had a day's shadow. You know, like, you know, if you don't shave, you know, for after five days, you're going to have a, a, a pretty uh, visible growth on your face. But apparently it looked like he only had a about a day's worth of, of facial hair on his face. So that's another strange thing that that could be that he maybe maybe he was kidnapped by some people kept somewhere for a few days and maybe they were torturing him. Maybe that explains the ointment. And just for some reason, uh, they were unable to uh, determine what that ointment was. Was, you know, I, I, that doesn't mean it, it could have came from you know extraterrestrials and again of course as you know i do believe in extra in extraterrestrials I've, I've encountered them right but that doesn't mean that that's what happened in this case it's possible that it did right i'm not saying it didn't but it's also possible that this guy was just simply killed but what makes this interesting is the fact that you had this godfrey making a statement that it might have been extraterrestrials and then of course months later he has his own extraterrestrial encounter which is is that coincidence or what is it i mean so, so that's why this whole thing is very mysterious but anyway continuing with this with this article 
It says, Parker and Godfrey said they would never forget the look on Adamski's face. Those eyes were staring up at me. I was, I was looking down on him from a foot away. Those eyes sent a shudder down my spine. They were wide open. He had a look of someone who had seen something or someone that had scared him to death. Now, of course, now, of course, this guy was sick. <clears throat> so maybe something scared him to death. Or it's like, say again, if, if, if where did these strange burn marks come? He had burn marks on him. He had a strange ointment on him. Again, it, it could be that somebody had kidnapped him for some reason, right? Some maniac, perhaps. And I mean, who knows? I mean, I don't understand why. I mean, who knows why people do bad things? But, you know, it's possible. It's It's possible. Continuing, it says, Godfrey said, I wish I'd never seen. Oh, this is, he's talking about his own UFO uh uh, uh, experience here. We're, we're going to skip that until later here. I don't want to confuse this whole thing. Uh, but anyway, Godfrey is in no doubt of, of a paranormal presence. Uh, he says, in the past 20 years, there, there have been many claimed sightings in the Panine Hills around Todd Morden. So basically, this Todd Morden area in England is a hot spot for UFOs. <clears throat> uh, apparently, a lot of people see these things out there. So that, I guess that's another reason why people believe it's possible that this uh, Ziggy Adamski was kidnapped and died while in the custody of aliens during an abduction event i mean i guess that's you know that's one of the reasons it's regarded as britain's ufo hotspot but serious ufo watches watchers dismiss most of these pinine sightings as just lights in the sky neil beecham who in 1980 was a reporter on the morley observer said mr adamski's mysterious disappearance uh, disappearance 37 years ago has always troubled me and is a topic of conversation for the tight-knit community of tingley even to this day some amateur sleuths have suggested that ziggy may have been abducted by family members and held against his will in 2008 two british ufo investigators looked again at the case according to reports they discovered that at the time he disappeared disappeared adamski was in the midst of a feud with a family member who was having marital problems and had moved in with the adamski couple they believed that Adamski's disappearance may have been an abduction linked to the feud. However, Godfrey said we had no reason to suspect any members of the family. The coroner, James Turnbull, also told the BBC that he wasn't convinced by any of the theories relating to paranormal activity. The question of where he was before he died and what led to his death just could not be answered. That was what uh, the coroner Turnbull said. So, <clears throat> so that's that story. So what, what happened here with this guy? uh you know <laughs> it's very strange you know okay there's a strange ointment on him but you know i think you know life you know it's uh, there, some things could happen that are really unexplainable and strange sometimes but it doesn't mean that everything has a you know you could point to extraterrestrials it very possibly could be that this guy was uh, abducted by aliens and he could have possibly maybe he did have a heart attack or something because of, during that abduction i mean you, you would think it could be something that would scare anybody to death i mean i would be scared if i saw one walking in the door right now I, I, I might take a heart attack i might have a heart attack so it's possible and the strange events surrounding his death it's it's you know who knows i mean i mean if you if you look at the extraterrestrial explanation you could say well 
okay, you know, the guy goes out, he's, you know, walking down the street to look some local shops. He ends up 20 miles, you know, he disappears five days later. He's laying on top of a coal bank. His, his you know, He's missing a shirt. His wallet's gone. And, you know, so you would think, okay, that's maybe somebody robbed him, right? But at the same time, he had strange burn marks on him and there was an ointment covering the burn marks. I mean, so how, there's just so much going on here. But then, you know, you think about like uh, how life just plays out sometimes. You, you, you walk out your front door, you don't know what's going to happen sometimes the strangest things could happen right you know i just uh, a couple of months ago i i you know i drove to a convenience store right and i'm i'm walking into this convenience store and i there was a a, a woman walking out she was older and she was having trouble walking i held the door for her right she, while she walked out she thanked me a lot right so when i go in the convenience store and i'm buying a couple of things next thing you know this lady comes rocking back in again and she's uh, she, she she locked her keys in her trunk and she and her phone was stuck in the car and she needed she needed the contact she was she had an appointment she was supposed to take her nephew to you know I had this big story right she had to take her nephew to some appointment and she was going to be late and she needed to call him up so I had to lend her my phone and she had to call up a. Uh, 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 you know, a tow, uh, 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 a keysmith, a key, you know, someone to open the, the car for. I mean, it was all this trouble. So I ended up sitting on a bench with this lady for two hours. I never expected that to happen, right? I, because she needed a, a, a means to contact people. So I gave her my cell phone. So she was able to contact people. And, you know, I felt like I was doing this person was in need. So I did a favor for her. But I never expected that to happen. There are things that happen on a, on a, on a regular basis where you just don't expect, expect. Just like, like for instance, if you ever watch the movie Pulp Fiction, there's all these things, right, that happen in that movie. You know, especially the first time you watch it, you just don't know where anything's going. And then when you see, it, I mean, it's just incredible. You know how things, you know, life is just so strange and it could lead you down all these different avenues that you just never saw coming. You never see it coming sometimes. So who knows? I mean, it could be instead of extraterrestrial, it could have been, you know, it could have been some punk just, you know, wanted to steal this guy's wallet or maybe he was holding him prisoner for a few days. And then, you know, uh, the guy died from a heart attack for out of fright because maybe who knows. Right. And then they put him on top of a coal bank. But then again, it could have been aliens. There's no answer. We just don't know. We just don't know. Like a lot of people say it's, it's you know, extraterrestrial. I think that's a possibility. But who knows? They're just we don't have enough. There's just not enough to go on for that. However, what's strange about this whole thing, right, is the fact that you had Godfrey at the time, you know, saying that, hey, it could have been extraterrestrials, right? Because that's strange. What makes it so strange is that five months later, he had his own strange encounter, an encounter which basically turned his life upside down. And anyway, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about what happened with Alan Godfrey. Okay, we are back uh, and we're talking about the uh, Todd Morton, the Todd Morton UFO mystery in England from 1980. And basically, we just talked about uh, the, the the disappearance of a coal miner named Ziggy Adamski, and and uh, you know, and but now part two of this uh, is, with, is with regard to what happened to a police officer who invested that that case, who suggested that maybe he was abducted by aliens, and and it was you know, and he got scared to death, and they and they and they were the ones who laid him on top of that coal bank. Well, here's an article from uh, History.com. 
uh, UK. And of course, I will leave the link for, for this so you can check it out for yourself. And I'm going to read some of this article. <clears throat> it says, on the 6th of June, 1980, 56-year-old coal miner Zygmunt Adamski left his home in Tingley, West Yorkshire, to do some shopping. He never returned. On the 9th of June, his body was found on top of a 10-foot-high pile of coal in the town of Todd Morden, 20 miles away from his house. Sent to investigate, local Bobby, Alan Godfrey, discovered that while Adamski was wearing a suit, his shirt, wallet, and wallet watch were missing. And of course, we just went through all of this. The The coroner, Turnbull, confirmed that there were these burns, these strange burns on them. You know, They were treated by a strange ointment that could not be identified. And uh, speaking to reporters at the time, Godfrey said there was a possibility that Adamski, Adamski had been abducted by aliens. I am open-minded, he said. I can't rule it out. He might have been right. We don't know. We're, we're never going to have, I don't think we're ever going to get to the the mystery of what happened uh, to Ziggy Adamski. I don't think we're ever going to know what, what really happened here. It's just the events surrounding, you know, his disappearance and death are just... There's just too many holes. There's too much mystery. The cops were never able to, you know, figure out what the heck happened to this guy. And it's really a shame, you know. It's really a shame. But anyway, continuing with this article, it says, The true cause of the loft house colliery worker's death remains a mystery to this day. One wild theory that did the rounds at the time was that Adamski had been killed by the KGB, which is I think is ridiculous. Another suggested he had been struck by ball lightning. Uh, which caused him to wander off confused and eventually die at the top of the coal heap. I, I think that's ridiculous too. I mean, again, the the, the ball lightning uh, excuse uh, theory is ridiculous because I mean, you his his clothes. If he was in a daze climbing up to, to this really high pile of coal, he would have been filthy dirty, and he wasn't. So that that I think that that's not what it was. I mean, he could have been carried up there by thugs, perhaps, and dumped there, right? That could that's possible, I guess. I mean, or he could have been dumped there from a UFO. That's possible, I guess. You know, you know why it's possible? Because there's a such thing as extraterrestrials in uh, here on this planet. I know, I know. I've seen one of the craft, and I encountered one of the beings, so I know that. And so uh, millions of other people, I'm sure, I'm, uh, tens of thousands at least, probably in the millions. Uh, but anyway, continuing. To many people, though, there was only one explanation. Adamski encountered alien beings on his way to the shops, and it had cost him his life. Five months after the grisly discovery of Adamski's body, Todd Morton once again found itself at the center of media attention. This time, it was none other than Godfrey, who was in the eye of the storm, sent out at five in the morning to deal with a call about escaped cattle on a housing estate. Godfrey was, according to his own account, stopped dead in his tracks by what he claimed was an unidentified flying object. Godfrey said the object was as was a bright light in the sky, a rotating diamond-shaped vessel 20 feet high and 14 feet wide. Godfrey made a quick sketch of the object in his notebook and then grabbed his police radio to call the incident in. The line was dead. Suddenly, it disappeared in a bright flash, and Godfrey found himself sitting in his car 30 yards further down, down the road. Looking at his watch, the policeman was surprised to see it was 25 minutes later than it had been just moments before. Weirder still, his boot was split open and an itchy mark had, had appeared on one of his feet. Uh, well, let me just stop there for a second. It's obvious that this guy, he has missing time. He was looking at something that was basically a, a craft that was made by non-human beings. I mean, these were obviously were alien beings that he encountered. There's no question. And he lost time, obviously. And his, the, the, the fact that his boot was, was sliced open, right? The fact that he had uh, some mark on his foot or whatever, all of that stuff that, that, I mean, it's clear. It's very clear what happened here. This guy was actually, he saw an extraterrestrial, he came upon an extraterrestrial craft 
and that and the beings in that craft took him on board anyway uh continuing baffled godfrey returned to where he had seen the light and discovered the road where his car had been was completely dry despite the fact it had recently been raining getting out to investigate the area he found the cows he'd been looking for in a park next to the road they had not been there before he saw the strange object in the sky what on earth was going on that's another strange thing about this case was the appearance the the, the appearance of the cows apparently somebody called in these cows or you know and then all of a sudden they were like all in, you know huddled in this one little area side of the road they weren't there just you know when he first showed up and all of a sudden they were there that was another weird aspect of this whole incident with godfrey the, the fact that the cows all of a sudden were there when they weren't there you know uh, a minute before uh and these kind of things happen actually with cows i mean there's there's been stories out at you know uh skinwalker ranch you know where, where a cow will mysteriously disappear where there was that story at skinwalker ranch where all of a sudden a whole bunch of cows were were placed inside this uh this building somehow and, and it would, would have been an impossible to do i mean there's just so many crazy stories with with cattle and ufos of course cattle mutilations is, you know one of the main things that uh seem to happen when these things are around but yeah they, they there, there's a lot of strange stories with cattle and and ufos but continuing here uh getting out to investigate the area he found the cows he'd been looking for in a park next to the road they had not been there before he saw the strange object in the sky when he finally managed to report his strange encounter godfrey was met with skepticism and even ridicule on the advice of a solicitor friend he decided to see a hypnotist to get to the bottom of what he'd witnessed under hypnosis godfrey recalled that he had been blinded by the light and passed out he told the hypnotist that when he awoke he was in a strange room being examined by several little creatures and a tall humanoid figure with a beard again his claims were met with raised eyebrows and derision several weeks several weeks after godfrey's account had leaked to the newspapers and became an international news story he was called into his inspector's office there sat a man in a dark suit and tie who introduced himself as the man from the ministry <laughs> He had been with him he had with him a file containing Godfrey's drawing of the strange craft. Godfrey wasn't allowed to see the rest of the file but assumed it also contained his account of the evening's events plus his report on the mysterious death of Zygmunt Adamski. The man told Godfrey that he he was to swear on the official secrets act that he would not talk to anyone about what he had seen Godfrey reluctantly agreed. The young policeman no, let's just stop there for a second. I mean, again, this is another case of the government stepping in, you know, some government officials stepping in and telling people to shut up. How many times do we hear this over, over the years, right? Over the years, there's so many cases where somebody sees something and then some government official shows up and tells them to shut up. I mean, we, I just talked about it in a recent podcast where, you know, there was the teacher in... Uh, in 1966 australia the uh the westall school ufo incident where some people showed up at his house and told him if you don't if you talk about this then you're going to end up losing your job you know that means you were drunk you know stuff like that you get threatened you get told to sign papers don't say anything about this for what i mean again it's a cover uh, they've been covering this up 
you know, for decades now. And, and this is another instance where somebody's basically threatened, you know, to, to keep their trap shut about what they saw. You know, they don't like it when there's officials like a police officer, you know, even though, you know, it, even though the police officer is not a, you know, highly placed government official, they don't like it, especially someone like a police officer stepping forward and saying they, they encountered something like this, you know, because then people are going to start, you know, realizing, yeah, in fact, that there is an extraterrestrial presence here, that, yeah, in fact, there is something going on here. So they got to send out these kind of creeps to shut them up. And that's what obviously happened here. Just like usual. What else do you expect? <clears throat> okay, continuing. It says, the young policeman then encountered the man on several occasions over the next few days. It was clear he was being followed. Eventually, Godfrey confronted the man in his local pub, telling them to clear off. The man disappeared and was never seen again. Who was this mysterious man? Was he an M15 agent or uh, an MI5 agent sent to warn him off? That's what Godfrey believes, though another theory is that the stranger was actually from West Yorkshire Police, sent to warn Godfrey off from speaking to the press in an attempt to not draw any more attention to the force. They were already getting a considerable amount of bad publicity over the Yorkshire Ripper case. Despite that it later... Despite that later transpiring that several other police officers had a bus driver and a bus driver had seen strange lights on the same morning, Godfrey's claims were seen as an embarrassment to the force. He was eventually transferred to Wakefield and an attempt was even made to have him sectioned. Godfrey later claimed that he was hounded out of the police for refusing to give up on his story. He also talked of the negative impact the incident had had on his family. And here's a direct quote that he had. He says, I wish I'd never seen the UFO, particularly because of the effects on my children. He was later to reflect, it's not easy having a policeman as a father, but when he's a policeman who saw a UFO, it's even worse. Since the two incidents in 1980, Todd Morton and other areas of West Yorkshire have become UFO hotspots. Mysterious objects have been reported for 40 years across the pennies in the skies above, above Homefirth, Rothwell and in 2016 over the world famous Ribblehead Viaduct where strange lights could be seen hovering in the sky for several hours. These are all locations here in London near this uh, Todd Morton uh, site. A mere year after Godfrey's experience, Todd Morton local Vicki Dinsdale was out walking her dog with her grandfather when they saw a long, thin, diamond-shaped object that kept changing color. Vicky's grandfather, a former sergeant in the army, told the young girl to keep what they saw to themselves, mindful of the ridicule visited on Godfrey. So, is there an explanation for what happened to Ziggy Adamski and PC Godfrey, or indeed for the numerous incidents that have happened in the four decades since? Despite many people attempting to get to the bottom of this intriguing mystery, no one has ever managed to come up with a definitive answer. In the case of Adamski, the state of his clothes, his cropped hair, one day of beard growth, and the strange burns still baffle people to this day. Well, yeah. Yeah, we don't know. I mean, we even have some, as someone who could sit here and tell you with a straight face that there is an extraterrestrial presence on this planet, I mean, of course, I've seen one of these craft up close, so I know that, you know, they're here. And I encountered one of these beings that was definitely not human, somehow came into my bedroom in 1977 when I was a kid, right? I know for a fact that there's something here. For a fact. I mean, I know that. I'm going, I'm a person who's going through life 
who knows for a fact, right? I'd like more information about it. That's why I'm that's why I'm doing this podcast, right? This is you know I, I like calling out the government because they're, they're a bunch of liars and they've been covering this up for decades. Go actually, it's not just the government of the United States, right? It's the as you can see, it's the government in the United Kingdom. It's governments all over the world. They're keeping this a secret, right? There was obviously some sort of. Uh, uh, you know, some sort of an agreement in place, you know, to keep this a secret, to keep the people in order, right, for some reason, for whatever reason, and it's disgusting, and I'm sick of it, but yeah, uh, you can see uh, that there's, uh, you know, there's something here, but yeah, you know, here's we i mean this is another case another case where you have you know but as far as the adamski cases i'm going to be well, i'm getting off track here with the adamski case right we just don't know i mean if we're being truthful right we don't know i mean he could have been murdered by somebody he could have been kept prisoner by some maniacs right or ma maniac or maniacs and then he died while he was in there apparently he died from a heart attack maybe they scared him to death i mean who knows what happened right who knows what happened? We really don't know. But it could be extraterrestrial, too. I just think there's not enough. We don't have enough evidence to really say. There's not enough evidence out there. It's never been solved. So it's possible, right? I do I do think that there's some people who dis that do disappear. There's some permanent disappearances, apparently, every now and then, where somebody's, you know, disappears forever right i i do think it's possible that there's some of these people were taken by extraterrestrials there's been some human mutilation cases which are very similar to animal mutilation cattle mutilation cases right where apparently it's very possible that aliens are involved i do believe that there are, these things happen but we just don't have enough evidence with this adamski case however i do believe completely that what happened to godfrey was extraterrestrial there's no doubt about it and his statements you know early on uh, you know, saying that he thinks it's possible that Adamski was taken by extraterrestrials and he died of a heart attack because of fright. I mean, yeah, it's a coincidence that I mean, but maybe there's more to that, too. Who knows? Maybe maybe his statement, you know, here's the thing. These aliens could be paying more attention to this to us than we really know. Right. Maybe he was, uh, and, you know, maybe he had his encounter because of the statements he made publicly about the Adamski disappearance and the aliens didn't like that for some reason. Who knows? I mean, there's all kinds of different theories we can get into here. I mean, there's a rabbit hole you could fall down here with this one because there, there's a lot of mystery to this entire case. But I think that what happened with Godfrey, there's no question this guy encountered extraterrestrials there's no question the, the appearance of the sudden appearance of the cows i mean what how did that happen right uh you know his missing time and he got hypnotized now the other interesting thing about about this guy is that uh and i think it does i might get into in this article here well you know he was hypnotized and he remembered these beings and stuff but then he then later on he, he says no i think it might it might have been a dream like like he has trouble even admitting he has trouble admitting that part i don't think it was a dream i just i think there's could be a couple of reasons why he's saying now that it's a dream i think like he doesn't i mean for a regular person to say these things publicly you know they're afraid of the stigma they don't want to you know they don't want people to think they're crazy or anything it could be something to do with that right but anyway let's continue with the article here uh, <clears throat> as for Godfrey's account, we just have his word on, to go on. Well, not really. Uh, I mean, I don't think it's not just his word. I mean, he did. There, there was the mysterious dry spot. It was raining out, but the area where that flying, where that diamond-shaped object was, it was dry, right? There was the the weird, strange appearance of the cattle. So no, it wasn't just his word. He had he had a little bit of uh, uh, evidence to go along with his word there. Uh, continuing here, he says, but if he's simply making it up. It's been to his own personal detriment as he 
lost both his job and a lot of credibility, becoming a figure of ridicule to many. He also lost his family and his home and slid into alcoholism. Despite all this, he still swears that something out of the ordinary happened to him that night. Plus, there's the small matter that he wasn't the only one who reported strange goings on that morning. See, that's another thing. In addition to the, the, the some of the evidence, the trace evidence, the fact that the road was dry when it was raining, the fact that the cattle showed up, there were other people seeing fly, uh, strange objects, you know, in the, you know, flying around. You know, so it's there. There was there was other evidence there to go along with with his claim. Uh, and here here's a uh, a quote from him from 2014. He said uh, <clears throat> there was a. This was a nuts and bolts craft, not a trick of the mind. I have never seen anything like it. I would swear on the Bible it was from somewhere else. These things have been seen so many times above Todd Morden. They call it the area. They call the area the UFO alley. So I mean, yeah. Okay, continuing here. Did aliens have something to do with the death of a 56-year-old miner and ruin the life of a young police officer in a small Yorkshire market in 1980? The answer is we'll probably never know for sure. I, uh, I could say this. I, I don't think we'll ever know for sure with regard to Adamski, but I think we pretty much know for sure with regard to Godfrey. He saw something. I mean, this guy, his life was turned upside down. His life was basically ruined over this, you know? He, he had to deal with a whole bunch of ridicule. I mean, this was 1980. I mean, people were making fun of this subject a lot back then you know throughout you know from 1980 in the 1980s 1990s you know now again the first thing my buddy said in 1994 after we saw a flying saucer right up close and personal was i'm not he first words after it all happened right was i'm not telling anybody i'm not saying anything because everybody knows you know what 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 the penalty is the penalty for telling the truth because this is how our governments have set this up they set things up to make people uh to make people look like morons or idiots for for reporting these things things and that's terrible that's ter that's a crime in itself that needs to be uh you know that people should be punished for people and governments for for doing this to people uh anyway continuing uh for skeptics the idea of alien abduction is a load of nonsense well the skeptics are idiots i mean for the most part especially the debunkers they're complete morons uh for the most part uh, actually for all parts not for most part for the entire part debunkers are morons for all of it uh, for those like the group who meet at the Golden Lion Pub and Todd Morton once a month to discuss these incidents as well as their own brushes with UFOs, things aren't quite so black and white. So I guess there's some kind of a group that was meeting, uh, you know, in that area, in that town there to talk about these kind of things. But anyway, yeah, so that's that's where we are with this. Uh, you know, it's just another case of... Uh, you know, it's, you know, reality staring you right in the face. I mean, with regard to Alan Godfrey, he obviously had this encounter. Now, he was hypnotized. He said he remembered these weird short beings. Uh, you know, in fact, one of the first documentaries, I think it was an early, a documentary I saw in the early 90s. I have not seen it since. There was a documentary that used to be on TV all the time. And at that time, I, in that documentary, he was not denying, uh, like he wasn't saying at the time that he was, that he thought that, that the, his memories recovered while under hypnosis uh, was a dream. Not in that documentary 
anyway and that was around in early 90s like you know but uh so that's like 30 years ago now unbelievable that's how time is flying but uh i guess you know, at some point he starts saying he didn't like he wasn't sure it was a like he was thinking well maybe that stuff under hypnosis was a dream because after the incident happened he he started reading a lot of books about ufos and aliens and he think that he thinks that it's possible that maybe maybe that stuff uh you know uh you know muddied the waters a little bit for him and maybe he you know he, because of reading those books maybe he dreamt that stuff up during his uh, hypnotic uh, regression session however i don't think he did i think he was i think what he remembered during that, that hypnosis was what happened to him i mean obviously he was missing time obviously i mean what happened i mean something happened to him right obviously we we've heard reports of these kind of beings before what they look like some of them look like your your the, the short beings that he saw look like the grays you know and you know so yeah uh, I think that's what happened to him. I think he was taken, even though he, you know, he he has trouble, you know, with it right now. I'm, I'm, there's a lot of people like that actually. I mean, there's one of the four people in the Allagash Four mystery. Now he's not sure. Like they, the, all these four guys saw a UFO and they had missing time in uh, 1976, 75, 76 in the in the Allagash Wilderness uh, on the east coast of, uh, uh, I believe it's uh, in Maine. And, uh, and and they all had missing time. They didn't really start realizing this until like ten over ten years later, right? They all went under hypnosis, and they all recalled pretty much the same thing that you know that they were abducted by aliens and they were brought on board. One of the guys uh, went on this later on said he's not sure it might have been a dream. He he has trouble believing it. Even even when you're even when you recover these memories under hypnosis, it, it's it's just so fantastic. It you know for the person that it happens to, it's hard to believe. And I think it's I think that could partly be responsible for what why godfrey says that now that it could have been a dream and it could be that he he just doesn't want to admit it because of the it, this whole thing basically ruined his life i mean it's one thing seeing a ufo right that's one thing but then to tell the world that yeah i was these beings took me on board i was abducted by aliens that's a whole nother level then you know and, and a lot of people just you know will make fun of that the mainstream media will make fun of that they laugh about it all the time they're laughing at it about right now ever since the, you know we just talked about this in the last pa last podcast i mean you see them all, all all over tv laughing about it they bring neil degrasse tyson on the news they're all laughing about it all chuckling about aliens and how people are stupid basically you see uh you know uh, uh you know stephen colbert laughing about it on his show making fun of aliens it's always it's always a joke in the mainstream right the mainstream news makes a joke out of it the the pentagon they tell you whatever the pentagon says is the that that's what happened they don't they never try, do any kind of investigation it's all a big joke it's it's that's what's going on here and so I could understand why he would want to you know, not talk about this publicly. It makes perfect sense why he would say, yeah, I think that was a dream. Yeah, okay, I get it. Yeah, you know, he, he probably doesn't want to admit it anymore. Why, why should he? Look what, it, look what this whole thing has done to his life. So it all makes sense. Anyway, until next time.